welcome to In My Mug, episode 332 on Monday the 23rd of March 2015. I am your host, Stephen Layton. Welcome to In My Mug. Let's get some news. So, Fruit Bowl. Uh, last week was released. Uh, it's a blend, super fruity one for the uh, ideas of March. Uh, this week, we have our longest ever blend title in Ooh, ah, just a little bit. Ooh, ah, a little bit more. A little bit more, as you're getting 300 grams in this one, and that's for a reason. Um, it's such a pig to dial in. I'm fairly sure you'll waste at least 50 grams getting it ready. It is a super hard coffee. It will take, ooh, ah, a little bit more work as well. Um, uh, there are three very expensive coffees, a blend I've wanted to do for a while uh, and I'm very, very excited to be able to share it with you. Um, it's a little bit expensive and it's a little bit of a treat for all those who trusted me at the start. Um, yeah, the feedback has been pretty phenomenal on these blends. I've got a feeling that we may actually keep one or two of them, so um, yeah, watch this space. Um, Happy birthday to Johnny Watson, who is 18 today. Well, Sunday the 22nd of March. Um, his girlfriend, uh, Izzy, got in touch with me and asked if I would uh, give uh, give him some birthday witches. So very, very happy birthday, Johnny. Um, 18, I remember 18 well. I don't remember my 18th birthday actually very well, but I remember 18 being a very good, uh, very good time. So very happy birthday to you, mate. Thank you for watching these. Um, I, I wish you the very best. And... Thank you for all of the feedback that I've got. Um, I've printed lots of them off. It, please keep sending it, and I'm gonna sit down, I'm gonna have a, like, a session and work through them all. But there's some gold dust in there, some really useful stuff. Um, I'm kind of happy in a lot of ways that lots of you are happy with the structure still. Um, just want me to get better at some other bits. Seems to be a lot of feedback on spending a bit more time on the tasting and stuff, so uh, definitely gonna look at that. Um, and that was the news. So we should get to focus on, and this week we're gonna be focusing on processing. So last week we had the natural from Vizenda Cachoeira, uh, the Canario natural, and this week we've got the pulp natural. So I wanted to focus on doing a little bit more about uh, processing. And instead of me yabbering on now, I'm gonna show you the pulp natural processing video. Hello, and welcome to the third in the coffee processing videos we have done. And today we're gonna be looking at pulp natural or semi-washed coffee. Cherries are picked from the trees and cleaned. They are cleaned so the producer can separate the unripe, overripe, and damage cherries and remove any soil, twigs, leaves or dirt. They are pulped using either a traditional water pulper as used in wash coffee or dry pulped similar to those that are used in the mechanically scrubbed coffee. Here you can decide exactly how much mucilage you wish to remove. When a high amount of mucilage is left on it's often referred to as the honey process with less pulp natural. Honey process is popular in places where water is scarce, in places like Costa Rica. Once pulped, the seeds are then taken to dry, either on Indian raised beds or on patios with that mucilage layer still on the coffee. The reason for choosing the pulp natural process is it tends to give more body than a wash coffee, but is cleaner and more balanced than a natural coffee. This can be particularly good for coffees that are going to be used in espresso. But like natural processing, it's important to keep the coffee rotating and drying evenly or over-fermentation or mould can occur and damage the final cup. Once dried, the coffee is hauled of its parchment and bagged 
and then sent to roasters around the world to enjoy. And that's it. Pulp Natural Process. So I said the reason I did this is this week's coffee comes from the same farm as last week's um, and it's the same varietal um, but this is the Pulp Natural version. Good job because I showed you the Pulp Natural video. Um, but they are very very different cups and this is where processing can have a massive effect on taste and um, you know it just really changes the way that that cup was, will, will taste to you and way it will be perceived. Um, I'm going to say a lot of the same things I said last week. So, you know, Fazenda Cachoeira de Grama has been in the Carvalho Diaz family since 1890, most recently celebrated its 109th crop, uh, located in Sao Paulo, just three miles from the border with Minas Gerais, enjoys the typical characteristics of the area, a lovely mountainous area in the Sol de Minas, um, located at an altitude of 1100 to 1250 metres above sea level. All of the things that you've said, I've said before. The Canario varietal is incredibly rare. It is a Bourbon mutation, so it's a naturally occurring mutation of the Bourbon plant. Um, if you want to learn more about that, go back to last week's focus on. Um, has a, a total area of 417 hectares on the farm, um, of which 165 are coffee, um, and uh, the topography of the, the land doesn't allow the normal Brazil bulk picking and stripping, so everything has to be done by hand. There's, there's a little bit of uh, mechanization, but not a great deal. Um, uh, the nearest town is uh, Posas de Caldos, uh, which is about a 45 minute drive from the farm. I absolutely love that, that town. Uh, it's a spa town. Um, they have the, the disused monorail that I've talked about a few times before. And um, yeah, it really is a, a fantastic place to visit. It is one of my all time favourite farms. I really, really do love Cachoeira with all of my heart. Um, I've said this many times, but it was the coffee that made me realise that I could taste um, and, I, and I love it. So we should go over the figures. It's from Brazil, it's from Sao Paulo State. Uh, Sebastian, uh, the, the nearest town is um, uh, Poços de Caldos, uh, owned by uh, Car uh, the Carvalho Diaz family. Uh, altitude of 1100 to 1250 metres. It's a canary over Artel and it is pork natural. Um, I know you saw it last week, but you're going to love it again, so let's go do the map bit again. Hello, there I am. Oh, wait. Oh, I look really good there. Oh, that's because I am really good. Um, we're zooming up, we're zooming into Google Earth, and uh, there's the UK, and we're going across the Atlantic and going to the country of Brazil. Um, Brazil is uh, too big. I hate visiting there because everything is a long, long way away. Um, but I am looking forward to visiting because of the World Cup. Have I mentioned about that in the past? Oh, hey, but let's look at Brazil. So Brazil has the longest beach in the world at 7,500 kilometres. I, I couldn't even run that. And I'm really good at running. Um, we're going down and we're going down to Minas Gerais. Minas Gerais is where some of my favourite coffees come from. I kind of do love this area. Um, it, although, kind of saying that, Cachoeira actually isn't part of Minas Gerais. If you look, it's smack on the border and it actually goes across. But you can throw stones um, at, uh, at Minas from here. So there's the farm. Um, just below where you... That, like drying patio is the waterfall which is cachoeira uh, in portuguese it means waterfall is just below there um and there's an in my mug i did a while back where i'm actually paddling in that waterfall but we go down and we see there we've got drying patios we've got the whole um 
the whole kind of houses that the workers live on. It's like a little village when you kind of get in there. Um, it is a great, great farm. Um, I really do love visiting there. Um, but yeah, there we go. We're going to getting into that whole. This is the drying patios that we're outlining um, and, and all of the outbuildings. It's, um, yeah, it's really good. One of the best Google Earths you can kind of get for a farm that you can really see lots and lots of detail. Um, but yeah, let's zoom back up and let's go up to there and let's go. That was the map bit. See, when map bits are that good, you can do them over and over again and it's still fun. So um, I, I hope that you enjoyed that. Um, time for Roland's daft Fact of the week. Over 5 million people in Brazil are employed or gain their income from coffee. That's 2.5% of the entire population of Brazil. And I think my biggest shock from the feedback from you guys is that you love Roland's Daft Facts. And when they're good like that, I can understand why. Um, I know it's a little bit silly having a, a head and stuff, but uh, it is something that seems to have stuck. Right, uh, I'm going to whack you on pause. Gary's making me tasting delicious drinks out there. I'll be back with you in just a second. Okay, so let's get into this drink. So... The big difference from the one from last week is that the chocolate has turned more into kind of like milk chocolate, kind of smooth caramel and toffee. And the other thing that's changed a lot is the acidity. So the acidity is much more pronounced. You get a beautiful apricot and peach acidity that just runs through. This is a delicious espresso. Like, because the complexity of it along with the sweetness of it, it just kind of works well together. And it's one of those coffees that I love to give to people that say, oh, Brazil, oh, it's, I don't like Brazils. Like, this is true specialty Brazil for me. This is one of the most complex Brazils that we've, we've sold. Um, it is just, I'm gonna finish it off. So into my milk drink. So, I preferred the milk drink of last week over all of the drinks, and I think I prefer them. I, 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 I obviously haven't tasted the brewed yet, but I do know this coffee quite well. I like the milk the least in this one. It sits underneath. There's too much milk, and there's not enough coffee powering through. It's a little bit flat. It's a little bit boring. It's just not. It, it's not substantial enough. Uh, to really pair through the milk. There's a macchiato, might work better, and I'd love to try it as a macchiato, just a little bit less of it, because it's just a little too, it's a little too underwhelming. Um, time for my Top Gear mug. I like Top Gear. I know lots of people don't like Jeremy Clarkson, but I quite like him, and I hope he comes back. Um, but yeah, my little bit of support for the, the thug. Um, now here, the acidity is everything. The acidity just runs through, and the peach, I'm tasting so much peach. And the sweetness, there's a little bit of sweetness underneath, there's a little bit of that milk chocolate, there's a little bit of that toffee 
kind of coming through. But what you're getting more than anything is that lovely peach acidity, that lovely apricot flavour coming through. It's amazing. It really is such a good coffee. I'm a huge, huge fan of this farm. I'm a huge, huge fan of Gabrielle. But also I'm a huge, huge fan of this varietal. Everything I've tasted from there so far, I've loved. I really have loved and enjoyed and really, uh, really into. So, it, yeah, great coffee, great coffee. Right, uh, time to wrap up, time to stop rambling. Thank you very much for joining me, as always. And do remember, life is too short for bad coffee. And happy birthday, Johnny. <laughs>